Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. I am so glad that you tuned in to this program concerning the book of Revelation. This is where we're going to be in Revelation chapter 1. And we're going to be talking about the person of Christ. And we're also going to mention John's vision of him on the Isle of Patmos. So let's go ahead and pray and we'll get right into the word of God. Father, we're so thankful today for your goodness and for your mercy. Thank you for the anointing that's in your word, that the word will go forth and will not be hindered, but it will accomplish that which you desire for it to do. And Father, we'll thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. In Revelation chapter 1, this book begins, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must, which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ of all things that he saw. Let me read that again. Who bear record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ of all things that he saw. <laughs> Praise God. Blessed is he that reads and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Now, uh, verse three, for the time is at hand. Now, we have to realize this is not man's time. This is God's time. See, the book of Revelation is a spiritual book, but it applies to us today and, and to those in the future. Amen. This is a prophecy. It's twenty one hundred years old, but it's still relevant today. And for anyone to say that the entire book of Revelation was uh, fulfilled, this prophecy fulfilled within the first century, are just definitely wrong. It applies to us today. We're looking for the soon coming king, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So this book gives those who believe in Christ great hope and consolation for the future. Amen. Our future's bright. Uh, the future of the world is very dim. And as we go and as you go through the book of Revelation, that's that becomes very, very evident. Amen. The the uh, the dire need for the world to come to Christ and to be born again. Praise God. Now, verse four, John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come. Now, uh, this phrase uh, we'll see. Uh, and as you read through the book of Revelation, you'll see it uh, two other times, which is, which was, and which is to come. Well, who is John speaking of? Well, let's read the rest of this verse. And from the seven spirits, which are before his throne. So he, which is, which was, and which is to come, that's our heavenly father. That's God himself, the almighty. Praise God. Hallelujah. And from the seven spirits, which are before his throne, that's the Holy Spirit, the perfect spirit. Your spirit is not perfect. My spirit is not perfect. The Holy Spirit is the perfect spirit. Amen. And he is the one that is going to make us perfect. But that, but that's off into the future. We're, we're speaking of right here and now. The seven spirits which are before his throne is the Holy Spirit. Now look at verse five and from Jesus Christ. So here we have the very beginning of the book of Revelation. We have the Trinity. We have the Godhead. 
We have God the Father, from him which is, which was, which is to come. We have the Spirit, from the seven spirits which are before his throne. And we have the Son, who is Jesus Christ himself. Amen. God the Father, God the Spirit, and God the Son. Amen. Hallelujah. So the entire Godhead is involved in the, in this revelation or this prophecy that Jesus Christ gave to John, and now John is communicating to us. But now what about this Jesus? What about the Lord Jesus? Amen. Well, by divine revelation, the Apostle John gives us seven characteristics of this man, Jesus, who we know as our Lord and as our Savior. And let me go ahead and say right now, if you're listening to this radio program and you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, what are you waiting on? Are you waiting until it's too late? I'm telling you, Jesus is coming and he's coming soon. And if you don't ask Christ to come into your heart right now, Amen. Before it's too late, you're going to face seven years of the most horrible events to take place on this earth. The Bible says never has there been such a horrible, terrible time as there will be in the seven year tribulation period. And you will suffer to go through that if you survive. You will suffer to go through that seven year tribulation period if you don't know Jesus. Don't send away your day of visitation. God is knocking on the door of your heart right now. He wants you to come to him, praise God, because he loves you. And we'll see this as we go along. But now the first characteristic of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that John says of him is that he is the faithful witness. He is the faithful witness. Jesus reveals throughout the Gospels his relationship to the Father. He said, I am my father of one. He says, I always do those things uh, that, that, that please the father. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So when we look at Jesus, we see a perfect express image of the father. Amen. People say, well, I wonder what God the father is like. Well, just look at Jesus. Amen. We'll know. We'll know what the father is like because we, we look at him. And of course, you know, we look at him through the Gospels and through the rest of the New Testament. It's Jesus Christ who bears witness, faithful witness of the Father's plan to save all who believe in him as Lord and Savior. All that will come to him. Jesus said, all that the Father brings me, I will not in no wise cast out. If God the Father is drawing you to Jesus, amen, just Respond by faith, by surrender and by faith. Jesus is not going to deny you. Amen. Because it's God's plan and purpose to save all that come to him. John records in his gospel and what he hath seen and heard that he testifies and no man receives his testimony. He that had received his testimony has set to his seal, the seal of the new birth, Amen. To seal the fact that we are truly born again, real Christians, that God is true. Amen. Once you recognize that, once you're willing to confess that God is true, you are on the road to salvation and redemption. Praise God. Amen. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. 
as a born again child of God, you have the spirit by measure. The entire body of Christ, all the saved individuals that that will die and go to heaven one day, make up the full measure. Jesus is the head of the body. Jesus himself, amen, is and does have the spirit without measure. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus bears witness to the Father's will that he desires for you to, and I to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But in order to do that, we have to submit to God's plan and purpose. Amen. So not only is Jesus the faithful witness, but he is the first begotten of the dead. That's the second characteristic. The first begotten of the dead. That means that uh, he is the firstborn son. He is the preeminent one. Now, once again, we're not thinking of in human terms. Jesus is not a created being, and Jesus certainly did not need to be born again. Amen. Praise God. Being the firstborn son means that he is the, the one, the heir. He is the one in whom God has put all of his inheritance. The entire kingdom of God has been laid upon the shoulders. The entire government, according to Isaiah, his government, amen, is upon his shoulders. That's the government in heavenly places, on earthly plain, and under the world, praise God. Amen. He is the firstborn son. He is the one who's been given all that pertains to the Father. The Father has placed everything into his hands. He is the preeminent one. Luke records this, that Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead. That's what the firstborn son, that's what the first begotten means. He is the first that should rise from the dead. Amen. And should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. Christ, it is him. Amen. God working through the Lord Jesus Christ, the first begotten of the dead, to bring many sons to glory. That's what Paul said in Hebrews. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory. We had, this is good news. If you're a born again child of God, you're destined for glory. Amen. If you don't know Christ, you know nothing about glory and you'll never know anything about glory. Until you bow your knee to the Lord Jesus Christ, surrender to him. And ask him to come into your heart and life and be your Lord and to be your Savior. It is then in bringing many sons unto glory that makes Christ the captain of our salvation, him perfect through sufferings. Now, Jesus is the perfect, infinite God man. But, was, but the, the term perfect through sufferings means complete. Jesus had to complete. And all the redemption, all the ransom paid, everything that Jesus came to finish his work, all of that was accomplished on the cross. And when Jesus says it had finished, he wasn't lying. That is not a figure of speech. He meant it. It is finished. Everything that Jesus needed to do, he came to work to do, all of that was accomplished on the cross, praise God. So the cross is not a defeat. The cross is victory. Victory in the name of Jesus, praise God, hallelujah. But not only is Jesus the first begotten of the dead, he is the prince or ruler of the kings of the earth. The third characteristic of, of the Lord Jesus Christ that, that John records, that he is by virtue the ruler. 
of the kings of the earth. He right now he's going into heaven, but when he comes back, he will rule the all the nations with a rod of iron by virtue of his resurrection and ascension. Right now he is sitting at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. He is. Amen. The Prince of Peace, he is the Lord of Lords. He'll demonstrate that when he returns. John records this. And the seventh angel sounded. And there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. See, it is Jesus Christ who has been granted and given by the Father to rule over the earth, and he'll do it with a rod of iron. The thousand-year millennial reign of Christ, amen, it will be Jesus himself marshalling the nations, bringing in, ushering in worldwide peace and prosperity. Amen. Hallelujah. But now I've got a question for you. Where, where is the believer in, uh, in this third characteristic? Well, Paul records this. He's raised us up. And he's made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. If Jesus was raised up above all principality and power and might and dominion, uh, and he has raised us up to sit with him, God has raised us up to sit with him in Christ Jesus, then we've been raised up above all principality, power, and might and dominion. We need to begin to execute that authority. Amen. We have authority because we have power, and that power is in the name of Jesus. We need to execute that authority over the principalities and powers. Satan will have to bow his knee, but you and I are going to have to use that authority and actually know that we have that authority and that we can use it. Amen. Have you ever seen the, uh, the face of a policeman uh, when somebody is trying to uh, uh, resist his authority? I mean, you can look at the face of a policeman and know that he knows that he has the authority and he has the entire state and federal government behind him, the power behind him to execute that authority. See, well, we need to have that type of understanding in the spirit world because Jesus has authority in heaven in earth and under the earth. That's what Paul told us. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, of things in earth, and things under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Savior and Lord. See, that's what, church, that, that's what we're coming to. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it's been Christ who has been given the rule over the earth. And we are to have authority in this world uh, through his name. Now, the fourth characteristic is that this, is that Jesus, uh, he loves us. He loves us. John said, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. What foreign kind of love. That's agape. It's a love that we really don't understand the depth of it. That's why Paul told us to pray that we might comprehend the length, the breadth, the depth, and height, and to comprehend the, 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 the love of God, the full measure of God's love, the full dimension of His love. Amen. His love never ceases, and His love never fails. 
John recorded this, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. Amen. I, I firmly, I firmly, I say this over and over and over again. When Jesus was on the cross, you were on his mind. You and I. Amen. We were on his mind. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He looked afar off and he saw you and he saw me. Hallelujah. We were the ones laid by the roadside wounded. He was the good Samaritan that had compassion upon us and came and, and bound us up, pouring in the oil and the wine. He's the one that lifted us up on a beast of burden and took us to the end. Amen. Hallelujah. To find out who we are. To find out just how much Jesus loves us. Praise God. Amen. John said this, herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. We don't know the depth of that love. We need a fresh revelation of the cross of Christ. Church, we do. We need a fresh revelation of the, cost of, of, the, of, the, of the cross of Christ. Hallelujah. How could, how could a God who is perfect love me? Well, we'll understand that when we understand the cross. But not only did Jesus love us, love loved us and loves us, the fifth characteristic is he washed us from our sins. Paul said it this way, peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die, but God commended his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's love personified. You wouldn't dare give your life for someone that was so diametrically opposed to you as they are. You wouldn't dare do it. You would be hard pressed to give your life for somebody that you consider to be a good person. But see, love goes way, the love of God goes way beyond that degree. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, opposing him in every area of our life, Christ died for us. Paul said it this way, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ that he poured out on Calvary as of a lamb without blemish or spot. Perfect, perfect. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. He didn't give the blood. It was not by the blood of bulls and goats, but by his own blood, we were able to enter into the holy place. But not only did Jesus wash us from our sins, he made us, praise God, hallelujah, from the very lowest to the very highest. He made us kings and priests unto God. He made us kings. A more accurate translation would be, he made us to be a kingdom of priests unto God. And what are priests for? They are to offer up spiritual sacrifices. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your spiritual worship. And be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind 
that you might know what that good and acceptable, perfect will of God is. Hallelujah. Those are the sacrifices we offer every day. We give ourselves up for Jesus. Hallelujah. And the seventh characteristic. Not only did he make us kings and priests or a kingdom of priests unto God, but it's to him be glory and dominion forever. There's coming a day. Our Christ reigns. He reigns in dominion and he's coming to seize that dominion. He's coming to take that dominion over all the earth. John records, behold, he cometh with clowns and every eye shall see him and they also which pierced him. And all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. Daniel saw this. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days. That's God Almighty. And they brought him near before him, and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away in his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. That's where we're headed, folks. That's where we're going, praise God. We're going to a kingdom. Amen. The kingdom right now is within us. It's not being realized in this world, but one day it will be, praise God. There will be a manifestation of the dominion and power of God through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is and will be crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. So in conclusion, I want us to look now at John's vision of Jesus. This is very telling. And I saw in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun that shineth in his strength." But now listen to verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Now this is Jesus appearing to John. And you remember John is described in the gospel as the disciple whom Jesus loved. He's the one that leaned on the breast of Jesus at the Last Supper. The one in whom Jesus loved. And Jesus appears to John in this manner. It's so terrorized, I'll use that word, it's so terrorized and frightened John that he fell at his feet as if he were dead. We have this idea, you know, that Jesus is the, 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 the gentle lamb. I'm telling you, he went out as a lamb, but he's coming back as a lion. And all the world will see him. Sinner? Let me tell you, if you're listening to this broadcast today, your only hope is to surrender to Christ Jesus now before it's too late. Because if Jesus appeared to the disciple whom he loved in this manner, what are you going to do when you face Christ? 
How are you going to react? Oh, I'm telling you, you're, you're going to try to run away as fast as you can. But to those of us who know Jesus, we're going to fall at his feet. We're going to kiss his feet. We're going to hold him, caress him. Because he is the captain of our salvation. So I want to say to you in closing, if you've never asked Christ to come into your heart and life, now's the time to do it. Scripture tells us, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Scripture also tells us that the wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Notice the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. God is offering you a gift. He stretched out your hand with a gift and that gift is eternal life. John records this, but to many as received him, you have to receive Jesus in order to be saved. But to as many as received him, to them gives he the power, the right, and the privilege to become the sons of God, even to them that call upon his name. And Paul records how you do it. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead. We're talking about believing in this Jesus whom we preached in this lesson. And believe that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. The heart believed unto righteousness means that all that God has said is true. I accept it. I fully believe it. And I am persuaded that Jesus is exactly what the Bible says he is or what the gospel says he is. And the gospel is all about the death, burial and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're willing to believe that, if you're willing to confess that, then God will grant you to be born again. You will be a child of God. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I bless you in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, all those who are listening to this broadcast, they've never made Christ Savior. Father, we ask right now, Lord, that you will sow Holy Spirit, that you will sow witness to that individual, that they'll open up their heart right now in repentance and reach out in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, repent of sin and ask Christ to come into their heart and life. And for all those listening to this broadcast who have made that decision, Lord, we ask you to bless them today, encourage them today, strengthen them today. Help all of us understand the power that we have in the name of Jesus, the authority that we have, and that we will go forth as witnesses, faithful witnesses concerning the gospel of Jesus Christ and the person of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for this, and we give you all the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 
at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.